What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the Wednesday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt, Instagram as well if you want. I don't know if you want to follow my family pictures from, well, seeing Santa Claus last night, but you can if you want to. We are on bettingpros.com, and we're always being brought to you by BetMGM. All right, so one and one last night. We're down .05 units, so I guess technically it's a losing night, but not really. We got the over in Bama. Furman, uh, 150.5 in that one. We got on that number early, and I guess we saw the same thing that everybody else saw in terms of offense, and I was going to take Alabama to, to cover, and I'm glad that I did not. So uh, we took the over instead. Bama covers that, uh, Furman covered that easily, so that was a clean hit for us with a half a unit there. And then I was, I knew I was dead in the water when I started to see some sharp people that I follow take Kansas State against Iowa State. I really thought that Kansas State, one, wasn't going to shoot well, and they shot, I think, 63% in the first half. Yuck. And then I thought Iowa State was going to come out and play, you know, the best game of the year for them so far, and Iowa State sucks, okay? That is just... They are god-awful at basketball this year. It's incredible, and it's going to be tough for Hawkeye fans, sorry, for Cyclone fans to watch their Hawkeye brethren because Iowa is really, really good, like historically good, and Iowa State might be historically bad this year. So it's 2020, it's a weird year, but that was rough. And look, I got a lot of flack on Twitter last night from Iowa State fans because I don't believe Iowa State football belongs anywhere near the top 10 conversation for college football. Iowa State lost to Louisiana. Iowa State has two losses, okay? The Chanteliers, Coastal, is undefeated, okay? If Coastal beats Louisiana again, (laughs) again, for a second time, they will have beaten a team that Iowa State played and lost to at home twice. How are they not a top 10 team? How is Coastal Carolina, if they win the fun belt and they blow out Louisiana? Excuse me, I thought we're talking about winning games. I thought we got rid of this FBS crap about, well, what did you look like when you won? All of a sudden, this looks a whole hell of a lot like the FBS. And that's not great. FBS, BCS, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm not down with that, okay? Bowl championship series, you know, football, bowls, you know, subcommittee. I'm just not down with watching teams have to blow out other teams in order to impress the committee. The answers that Gary Barta gave that about direct questions about Coastal versus Iowa State were nonsensical. He is the athletic director for Iowa. So I don't know if he's trying to protect his friends over in Ames, which sounds weird because they don't normally do that, but... On what planet is Iowa State the sixth best team in the country? Seriously, on what planet are they number six? That is straight up Looney Tunes. Insane, not right, not logical. But you could say, Matt, only the top four teams matter. Well, yes and no, because technically, you know, if you're in the top six, you have a chance to go to a really good bowl game, the most important bowl games. And all I can hope for is Oklahoma to beat Iowa State to end this ridiculousness. And we'll probably be on Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. But because of the way the BCS, uh, the way the the football playoff committee is operating, that's going to be influencing one of my plays today. So here's what the podcast is today. It's a little bit of a different day. I've got 
two plays for the weekend in college football that I want to bet now. Yes, I know it's COVID and it's dangerous, but I think the numbers are going to rise, and I want them now before they go over 14 points, which I think is a pretty key number. And I've got one win total in the NBA that is just kind of staring at me and yelling at me, and I had to bet it at one full unit because it's just too much. I've got to take it because I can't believe where it is. Before we do that, let me talk about the Thursday offer from BetMGM. It is for tomorrow night's game. I know it's Wednesday's podcast, but for Thursday night football, Chargers Raiders, again, it's the $1 bet to win $100 if either team scores a touchdown. Very simple, very easy. $1 wager using Juice100, the promo code, when you sign up for a BetMGM account. $1 money line. One touchdown, 100 bucks in free wagers for you from BetMGM. It's available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia. You must be physically located in those states. You must be 21 years or older to participate in this fun little promotion we got going on. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. So let's start with the NBA and then I will move into the two college football plays. I looked at the college basketball lineup. There might be something in the Discord chat, bettingpros.com slash chat, that I will add for tonight. That's a possibility. There may be something that I find throughout the course of the day that I like. But I've been waiting for a day like this, and today's the opportunity to kind of pause for a second. I've made three bets today, but they're not for action going on today. We've got Thursday night football. We've got college football Saturday with a ton of great games. And then we got a big weekend of college uh, of NFL football on Sunday, plus NFL games on Saturday, by the way, and games on Monday. Okay? So we've got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday NFL games, and we've got Saturday big-time games Friday, too, by the way. We'll bet on that USC game on Friday. So there's a lot of football to, to come, so I thought today might be a good day to kind of like pump the brakes a little bit and take a look at some future wagers. I am getting ready to, by the way, cash five tickets in the NFL for future wagers. If you guys have followed me here on the Daily Juice, if you have trailed the future bets I have made, Rams to win the West, Pittsburgh to win the North, over win total for the Raiders, over win total for Tampa Bucks. That's a little bit of a question mark, but we should get there for the Bucks. Over for the Titans, alternative win total, 9.5 for the Titans, right? Those five bets should all come in, okay? So that's good, right? That's all of them. Raiders over 7, Rams, sorry, uh, yeah, Raiders over 7, under in the Jets, 6 bets, sorry, 6 bets. Under on the Jets, six and a half wins. So, like, we've got all these one-unit bets, like, to cash. So, like, once the NFL regular season's over, if we're right here, and the Rams is the one that's a little bit shaky, so maybe it's a 5-1 and one mark, but we're getting ready here to cash. So, we cashed a bunch of future tickets in baseball, including getting the American League team right in the Rays at plus 1,000 and the Dodgers to win the World Series at plus, what was it, 350 we got it at somewhere there? So we made money there. We're going to make money in the NFL. And so we're going to come in here with wagers here on the NBA. I pick and choose, okay? I don't go crazy. I don't love to bet futures because I don't like having my money tied up. However, the Golden State Warriors, this is a 72-game season, remember, okay? But the Golden State Warriors have 
a win total set at 36 and a half. Okay, shop this, find this number. There are teams like the Atlanta Hawks that have the same number of wins being projected as the Golden State Warriors. Here's the thing that I can't figure out. Did Steph Curry forget how to shoot a basketball? Because if Steph Curry is even remotely on the court healthy, the Warriors are going to win a bunch of games. All of a sudden, Draymond Green's washed up. I know the Clay Thompson injury is significant, and I know that they're not going to be a contending team in the West, and I know the West is going to be very, very difficult. But it's still Steph Curry. I mean, this is a guy who shoots over 43% from behind the arc. I mean, what do we do? I am blown away by this number. I don't understand this. I This is 50-50. This is to go 500, essentially, right? I mean... They can win 40 games. Come on. You're telling me they can't go 40 and 32? They can't have a winning record? They can't find a way to use Kelly Oubre? They can't find a way to trade Andrew Wiggins? You know, they can't find a way to get James Wiseman into the rotation to help them with some depth? You're telling me that Draymond Green is just going to be awful? That he can't do anything for this team? I mean, what are we... I don't know. Look... There's been some rookie big men that have come in and they have helped, right? I mean, look, I'm not saying that James Wiseman's going to be Anthony Davis or he's going to be this gigantic stretch four, right? But he does add some length. He does have some athleticism, and he should be able to help them defensively around the rim. So you've got Draymond, you've got Steve Kerr, and you've got Steph Curry. If Steph Curry stays healthy, and this bet is riding on Steph Curry to stay healthy, I cannot see the Warriors punting on another season just because Klay Thompson got hurt. So I know it's significant that that injury sucks, but Steve Kerr is playing in a brand new building in downtown San Francisco, and at some point during the basketball season, at some point, fans are coming back into that building for the first time, really. And fans have been paying a ton of money for the most expensive tickets in basketball. They cannot punt on this season. They have to win. They they did it last year. They got the number two pick in the draft. They can't do that again. Now, they may not contend. They may not be a playoff team, but they're going to be a team that's going to win more games than they lose. 36 and a half is the number that I got. We're going over Warriors 36 and a half win total for the 2020-2021 season at one unit. I Again, I pick and choose. I try to find my spots. I think that's a spot that we have to roll with. I can't believe the Warriors. That number seems criminally low for the Warriors at 36 and a half. We are taking the over there for Warriors and their win total. All right, two plays for college football coming up on Saturday. I'm going to have a lot going on the championship games. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be laying a lot of lumber coming up here on Saturday. Here's my philosophy and my theory. If we bet the majority of these games, one or two of them are not going to hit. All right, But if we have four or five and we're going to lay big numbers in four or five of them, well, I think we're going to hit the majority. I think we're going to come out on top because there are some big mismatches. Okay? 
I haven't bet Ohio State Northwestern yet, but I will. Northwestern's going to get killed. I haven't bet against I haven't bet against Oklahoma uh, with Oklahoma Iowa State, but I'm probably going to bet on Oklahoma here. The number is coming down a little bit. It's five and a half now for Oklahoma, which I like. There's Iowa State money coming in. Beautiful. Let's go. Here we go. Keep it rolling. Fine. I think Notre Dame's going to be in trouble against Clemson, and I think Alabama's going to absolutely curb stomp Florida. That will be probably a first-half play. It probably will be a game play. There's just going to be a lot going in here. I don't know what I'll do with Tulsa and Cincinnati, but I'm probably going to be on Cincinnati here to cover the 14-point line. But there's one game in particular that I want to hop on early, and it's Texas A&M at Tennessee. So here's my thinking. So this game kicks off at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific time. This game kicks off against Tennessee, a three-win football team, right before all the other games get going. So the game time, I think, is important here. Because I think Jimbo Fisher understands they have one loss, and that one loss is to Alabama. They're sitting there at number five. And if they see any slippage, they'll have a real good case to get into the playoffs. So if Alabama destroys Florida, if Clemson cleans the clock of Notre Dame, and I'm talking like a 60-6 to final, like something stupid, where Clemson just absolutely, with Trevor Lawrence, lights the Irish defense on fire. If that happens, the team sitting there to get into the postseason, the team that's got to have a resume worthy is Texas A&M. And Jimbo Fisher is going to have to leave his starters into the game, into the fourth quarter, and he's going to have to lay a huge number on Tennessee. He's going to have to just apologize to the volunteers afterwards. Why did you run the score up? Why did you beat us 45-0? Why did you keep on throwing when you were up big? Because that's what they have to do here to get the attention of the committee before the other games get going. Now, Northwestern and Ohio State, that game will play at the same time. But... In terms of the other big games with teams that may or may not be in the conversation, they all will kick off later after that game goes off, okay? Florida-Alabama is at 8 p.m., all right? You've got Iowa State and Oklahoma at the same time. I understand that, but I just think personally, Clemson-Notre Dame happening later, happening by the time Clemson kicks off against Notre Dame, they're going to know what Texas A&M did to Tennessee, they need a number. They got to control the narrative. They got to put it up, and the number is 14. I don't want that to go to 14 and a half. Okay, and I don't want to have to buy the half a point either. AM's already had their COVID problems, so I feel pretty confident that they're not going to have COVID problems before this game. Now the volunteers might have COVID problems, but the but AM's already had their problems inside their program for COVID. I'm laying the 14 with Texas A&M to put up a monster number on Tennessee and to win that game in Knoxville going away. There'll be some fans there, but I don't really care. A&M, big, laying the 14 points. And just get ready for some serious lumber. I'm going to lay a lot of it coming up. And then one more game to talk about. I said this early. This game's on Friday. I said this early in the season. I said Buffalo is the best team in the MAC, and it's not close. It's true. Buffalo is the best team in the MAC. I like Ball State's offense. I do. The line is creeping up, getting close to 14, and I saw it at 13, and I jumped on it. 
I just think Ball State's defense is going to get destroyed. I mean, Ball State's allowing 147 yards rushing per game. The Bulls are running on everyone to the tune of 344 yards per game. Okay, Jared Patterson's psychotic. 18 touchdowns, 123 carries, 1,025 yards already here in this game. Over five games, over 1,000 yards for Jared Patterson. I don't think Ball State can keep up with this offense, okay? 344 yards rushing is incredible. And look, they're throwing. I get it. You look at the passing yards for Ball State, 279 yards. I mean, their quarterback has been pretty good this year. Drew Blitt has got 13 touchdowns to five, to five picks and over 1,600 yards throwing the football. Buffalo's defense is okay. I wouldn't say it's great. It's averaging, you know, giving up about 367 yards per game, including 160 yards on the ground. But most of that's in mop-up duty because they got big numbers, right? I mean, this team has scored 70 on Kent State. They scored 56 on Akron. They scored 42 on Bowling Green. They scored 42 on Miami of Ohio, 49 on Northern Illinois. Ball State's going to get crushed here. I just, I don't want this thing to go to 14. It's under 13 right now. I found it at 13. I'm taking the Bulls. I should never have stopped betting them. I should never have bet against them. I did that once. I'm going to ride Buffalo here in the MAC championship game. Great season for Ball State. You're not getting in front of this team. Their defense is good. Buffalo's running game is elite. And I think Patterson goes crazy here in the MAC championship game. It is all Buffalo coming up on Friday night. I think I think I said the game was Saturday, so it's Fridays. But I don't want that thing to get to 14. So it's creeping up. I'm taking it now for us. So three plays for us. One NBA future, one game on Friday, one game on Saturday. Future wager, over. Warriors, 36 and a half wins. Over, one unit. Texas A&M, minus 14. On the road on Saturday at Tennessee. One unit, laying it. And Buffalo, MAC championship game, laying 13 at Ball State. We're going Buffalo Bulls football here for one unit. Thursday night football tomorrow, prop bets and plays, Chargers and the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Looking forward to seeing if the books here put up a better prop menu than what we normally get because the game will be here. So hopefully we see a better prop menu for me to bet on. If that happens, we'll have some prop bets tomorrow. We'll bet some sides and totals tomorrow. We'll have a lot going on tomorrow for a Thursday night football game in the NFL. One of the last Thursday night football games. we got to get active and got to get into it. So that's coming up tomorrow. My name is Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Every single morning, it's the Daily Juice Podcast. Brought to you by BetMGM. Always found on bettingpros.com.